0: To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word upon which we base our message this morning is the gospel reading. Uh, You heard it read before. I recall just these words from John chapter 12. On the next day, The large crowd that had come to the Passover festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took palm branches and went to meet him. They were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And into that I want to infuse one verse from Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3. He was despised and rejected by the people. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who entered the gates of Jerusalem to die for you and for me, my beloved. So what is Palm Sunday all about? Palm Sunday is about the tension between royalty and humility. It's about the tension between the, the, the joyful voices of the people on Palm Sunday shouting Hosanna that change into shouts of crucify him by the end of the week. Palm Sunday is God riding on a donkey to be lynched by his creatures. Palm Sunday is the most powerful man in the universe coming of his own free will to die. Palm Sunday is the beautiful Savior, the King of creation, entering the gates to become ugly and gory for humanity. Palm Sunday is the preliminary to the main event. In fact, it's the greatest event in all of human history. And I'm not talking about the Rose Bowl or the Super Bowl or Game 7 of the World Series or the Daytona 500 or the NCAA basketball championship game. The greatest event of all of history is the death of God for His creatures and His coming back to life for them too. And Palm Sunday is the preliminary to that event. Palm Sunday is the coming of the Son of God to finish what He was sent to do by His Father. Now, this coming Holy Week, we will remember the spitting and the hitting and the crucifixion. But there's one other aspect for which Jesus came through the gates of Jerusalem, recorded by Mark chapter 8. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man would have to suffer a lot. He taught them that he would be rejected by the leaders. And so Isaiah, many years before, said he was despised and rejected by the people. Now, as we talk about Jesus' rejection this morning, I'm sure that you know what rejection is all about. It's when somebody says, I don't want you. I don't like you. I don't love you. Rejection taken to its extremes is, I hate you. Wherever Jesus went, he was always interested in creating relationships. Zacchaeus, come down. Ephotah, be opened. I say to you, little girl, stand up. Simon and Andrew, follow me. Jesus came into our world to be your brother and your Savior. And he wants a personal relationship with you. He came into our world to establish relationships. Palm Sunday is the beginning of deterioration of relationships. As John says, he went to his own people and his own people didn't accept him. Some snippets of rejection from this coming Holy Week, from the gospel writers. From that day on, the Jewish council planned to kill Jesus. Then the chief priests and the leaders of the people gathered in the palace of the chief priest, Caiaphas. They made plans to arrest Jesus and in an underhanded way to kill him. But they said, we shouldn't arrest him during the festival or else the people may, there may be a riot among the people. Then one of the 12 apostles, the one named Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests. He asked, what will you pay me if I hand him over to you? Then all of the disciples abandoned him and ran away. Then Peter began to curse and swear with an oath, I don't know this man you're talking about. Why such rejection? First of all, Jesus came riding through the gates and it wasn't the king that the people wanted. As long as he was providing miracles and providing free food, that was fine, but they didn't want the bread of life. This man riding through the gates was stealing the power and the authority and the popularity of the the church leaders of the day. They were afraid that uh, following Jesus would cause a big uprising there in Jerusalem occupied by the Roman government. And that would cause perhaps the Roman soldiers to shut the freedoms down, the little freedoms that they had. And so they rejected him, just as Isaiah said. I mean, even his disciples in a backhanded way, they rejected him because they were perhaps a fear of uh, of being perhaps punished just like he was going to be. Ever been rejected? You know how it feels to be rejected. I remember when I was a kid, we'd play uh, baseball in the alleyway. You had to make sure that you hit the ball straight, otherwise, it would break somebody's garage window. But you played uh, baseball there, and the first thing is you had to choose up sides. And you know what you always hated? To be chosen last. That was sort of like a rejection. I remember I had a great uh, physical ed uh, coach when I was <clears throat> in high school and even on into college. And <clears throat> we would always have to play basketball games among the guys that were there. And he knew every one. And so what he would do is he would choose as a captain of each team one of the guys that he knew was going to be rejected or picked last. And they got to cho- choose the team. You know what was really a rejection? To be rejected by a reject. You ever been rejected Somebody else gets the promotion. You get fired and it wasn't your fault. You stood up in public school and testified about Jesus and the class laughed at you. But you know, when it comes right down to it, God should have rejected you. Because he sees how you so easily reject others. Failure to forgive, holding grudges, and of course, this time of year, the distaste for those of the opposite political belief. Personal incivilities, treating others like rejects. For you, Jesus rode to be rejected. And his biggest rejection, believe me, was not by Pontius Pilate or by King Herod or even the people. His biggest rejection was by his own father. His father covered him up with the sins of the world. And so he was a cesspool of sin. And the smell rose as a stench in the nostrils of his father. And he looked down at his son as being the biggest reject who ever lived. He did it so that you wouldn't have to be rejected. Instead, every day, you will always be God's first choice, the apple of his eye. What's Palm Sunday? Palm Sunday is the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the completion. It's the beginning of all fulfillments. Jesus is finally coming to say, it is finished. That's what Palm Sunday was for Jesus. What's Palm Sunday 2016 for you? Well, today and every day is the first day of the rest of your life. Every day you get up and you start all over forgiven. Today is another day of guaranteed salvation and life eternal. Because the king of all came riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And he didn't have to, but he just had to because he was so consumed and compelled by his love to rescue you. And it's to him that we say, Hosanna, save us now, O Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Save us now, O Lord. He can and he will and he has. And God be praised for that. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.